Good evening, Dad. How you doing? Blessed. Blessed and highly favored? Yes, sir. All right. How's your day? Hi, Mom. How are you doing? I'm going to be fine momentarily. I see. Okay. So what do we need to be praying for? Uh, uh, sinus and, and my ears are stopped up and my throat is sore and it's, it's a, it's an evil day. Have you rebuked it? Hello? Yeah. Have you rebuked it? No, Shen. No, get, thank you. If it's a demon, you got to treat it like a demon. All right, demon. You hear that? It. And I and and the way that I do them, I mean, we all kind of got to find our own way to stand on faith. But the way that I do it is, I say, hey, look, evil demon that's manifesting yourself in 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 the it, as a sore throat and as a headache and as a as a sinus problem. I'm speaking to you right now in Jesus' name know its name i don't care what its name is all i care about is identifying that thing that's manifesting itself in that way right i agree i know you do you know it, it for all of us it, it's a uh, it's it's a learning curve it's something we we have to get it's amazing to me that that 2000 years ago there were people that just they totally accepted this premise. Yeah, they completely accepted this premise. It was it was absolutely black and white that Jesus had authority over all sickness and death, and that sickness and death was a direct relationship to the first covenant, and that Jesus coming as the Messiah did away with the first covenant, gave us a new and better covenant, and Jesus had authority over sickness and death and gave us that yes. authority. So, so they. They absolutely got a hold of this and completely 100% believed it. But in the last 2,000 years, Satan has laid the groundwork for unbelief. Yeah. In fact, he made a, 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 a tr multi-trillion dollar industry all based around the fact that it's to confuse us and guide us away from understanding that truth. And accepting that truth. Because all he has to do, really, is cause us to doubt it. That's all. He doesn't, he doesn't have to convince us that we, that we don't have that authority. He doesn't have to convince us that, 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 that Jesus doesn't have, sickness, doesn't have authority over sickness. All he has to do is cause doubt. All he has to do is say, well, sometimes Jesus does it, sometimes Jesus right. don't. And if he can convince us of that, he's got us. Because then every time he's going to convince us, well, this ain't one of those yeah. times. Not yeah. for you. I, I am just, I feel so guilty because you're right. I took Theraflu instead of praying about it and rebuking the demon. That's all right. That's all right. Now put that away. There, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Thanks. That's the other thing. If he can get you to feel condemnation, he's got you beat already. Yeah. 
So don't allow that condemnation to come sneaking up. So, so if you did something out of habit, you, you took care of it the way that habit tells you to take right. care of it. Okay. But we're new creatures in Christ. We're no longer under the law of sickness and death. We're under the law of life in Christ Jesus. And you know what? We can repent. Satan can't. That's right. Uh, he he has say, no way out I'm of sorry. Exactly. We can say, Jesus, I'm sorry that my habit was to, to take medicine instead of re- remembering that your word is medicine to my whole body. Yeah. And, and, and I, I repent for that right now. And I ask that you would renew my mind. Just keep renewing my mind until I can get a hold of the truth in your word. And right now, Jesus, I take authority in your name over this demon, this affliction that is manifesting itself in this way. I take authority in your name and I bind it in your name. And I don't care if it happens right now in one minute or if it happens in a day or if it happens in two days. I'm taking authority over it right now. And, and this thing is going to be gone just as soon as you say so. Amen. Amen. I, I believe wholeheartedly that because Jesus said greater works will you do than I have done. And, and we have not agreed with that. No, we haven't. And, and, and here's the thing that we are not taught in church when we accept, when we accept Jesus Christ. Well, number one, we're not taught about the healing at at all. all. You hardly hear a church teaching about this. The healing's in the word. It's right there in the Word of God. Over and over again. It's right there. The churches don't preach it because you know what they're afraid? Well, what if somebody doesn't get it? Well, if somebody doesn't get it, keep preaching it. Yeah. If they don't get hold to the Word of God, well, help them get hold to the Word of God. Help them get the Word of God in their hearts. See, here's the thing. Sometimes we got to go back to the basics. I'm already preaching. (laughs) All right, so... Sometimes we got to go back to the basics. Here's the very basics. Here's the basics. When you say, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart, here's, here's what you're saying. You're saying, my body is no longer my right. own. I yield my body up for the Spirit of God to dwell within. I yield my body to you. When we know our Lord Jesus Christ, that means his word lives in us. And we are vessels that keep God's word true and alive, the light of the world. So we are to carry the word of God around inside us, vessels completely dedicated to him, living, breathing, speaking in line with his word. With his word alive in our hearts, the same place where we say, Jesus, please come into my heart. That's right. In return for yielding our bodies up in this life to be a vessel for the spirit of God, for his word. He gives us a glorified body for eternity. Yes, he does. That our spirit will dwell in. That's right. So, so if we think If we think about this, if we take these pieces and we put these pieces together and say, I have yielded up this body 
for Jesus Christ, for the word of God, the living word of God to live inside of, then you, then you know for sure, if you put it into that perspective, you know for sure that that first covenant, that first covenant, that law of sickness and death, when you commit this sin, you get this sickness, that you know it has no longer authority over your body because your body has been yielded up to be a vessel for Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ took that to the cross. He did. Jesus Christ is, he came here to give us that new and better covenant. Yes. So there's no way that he's going to live and reside in a vessel that is corrupted by the very thing that he already overcame. Yeah. We have to get a hold of that truth. We have to let that truth transfer from our head to our hearts. We have to live it. We have to breathe it. Yes. We have to, we have to understand that this, that we're reading every night together as a, as a family, this, is the narrow way this is the narrow gate this is god's word when he says get away from me i never knew you to the goats who say but lord we did all these things in your name you know what they never knew they never knew god's word they never knew it was god's not word. a part of and so it's the only exactly true anything you see yes or hear or feel that it is not in agreement with it is false. Absolutely. And so and so we get these nagging thoughts. Satan likes to come along and say, well, that's very foolish. You got medicine right there in the fridge. You could take that medicine. You know, if you don't take that medicine, you could die. Yeah. And you know what my answer is? The last instruction my Lord gave before he was ascended to heaven, the very last instruction he gave was he said, in my name, the, the followers, my followers, the believers of me, the vessels, the people who yield themselves up, a willing vessel for my spirit to reside within, these signs will follow them. They'll raise the dead. Mm -hmm. They'll handle serpents and they won't be hurt. They'll drink poisons and they're not going to be they're not going to be injured. Uh, just like when Paul was bitten by the, the viper. They're going to lay hands on the sick, and the sick will be yeah. raised. And so here's the, here's the thing that I say. I say, you know what? Then if Jesus said that those signs and wonders are going to follow the ones that, 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 that believe in him, then I'll die standing on that. Yeah. And if I die standing on that, I know. I know that I know that I know. I got to pass to heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what the three Hebrews children said when they went into the fiery furnace. Yes. Whether or not we will not die, uh, we will not deny our Lord. We will not. We won't deny that's it. That's right. And we'll stand on it. And, and they were in a, in a real in a real furnace. <laughs> they were in a real furnace. They were they were in a real and eminent, eminent situation for life and death. And they chose to stand on God. And you know what? Our Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus is the one who showed up and saved right. them. 
The fourth man walking around is Lord Jesus. Yep. I see four in there, and the fourth one looks to be the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. He gave us all that we need. And 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 over and, and due to unfaithful, this is this goes right with our Bible study, due to un unfaithful men of the cloth. Yeah. We've lost the power yeah, of God. We have. We've lost the truth of his word. They teach us theology, but they teach us nothing supernatural. And you know what? It's fine. If you've got the supernatural, it's fine to have the theology. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with having some theology to ground your understanding, your belief, your faith in the supernatural. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you've got the theological without the supernatural, you're dead. Well, it is. No doubt about it. That's a whitewash, too. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Ray. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good. God bless you. Is Jacob there with you, Ray? Hmm? Is Jacob there? Uh, yes, sir. We've been on for about 12 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I saw I saw you guys log on. I saw you log on. It's all right. Okay, so uh, let's say a prayer and... and, and Get, yes. get going. Father, thank you for this time together for our family to study your word, to, to read your word, to get hold of your word. Help us, Lord, to do what's right, to, to understand what's right. Let your word live and breathe in us. And we, we reaffirm tonight as a family, we reaffirm that we have yielded up our bodies to you, to our Lord willing vessels to reside in us, to fill us, to use us as he will. And I know that there is no corruption and that darkness cannot exist with light. I know it. I stand on it. Father, we ask for faith. We ask that our eyes be open, our ears be open. We ask that you would assist us in in taking your word and transplanting it from our minds into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray and never forget, teacher of teachers, Holy Spirit, you've already showed up and started teaching tonight. Please continue. Lead us and teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. That is, so, so the unfaithfulness of a wife, we've, we've done the Proverbs 31. We've talked about a wife submitting herself to her husband. We've talked about why a wife should submit herself to her husband. And, and, it, and it, it, has, it has nothing to do with the ways of the world and exalting ourselves yeah. or, uh, in, in a, in a uh, mono-e-mono situation. Because here's the thing that we we lose in all this these bodies what you see in the mirror this is not who we are this is not who we are we are spiritual beings we are spiritual beings this this vessel this vessel is our 
vehicle. It's our assigned vehicle. We got a life sentence in this in this jail, in this life, in this vehicle that we drive. We have a literally we have a life sentence. Thank that because of what Adam did. We have a life sentence, and when that life is over, we have eternal life if we have yielded up that vessel yeah. to Jesus Christ. And therefore, if if we are these these spiritual beings and and that this vessel that we see in the mirror is just our vehicle then then we can think about it it's easier to disassociate it's easier to have faith when you can disassociate yourself from that vessel when jesus says those who love their life will lose it if if you love your vehicle more than you love your spirit you're going to lose that vehicle. Right. Those who hate their life, that means those who hate that vehicle, hate that prison sentence, that, that vessel that we're in. I, I don't care about this vessel. I don't care about this vehicle that I'm in. <clears throat> the second the Lord wants to give me, wants to, to, to uh, up the ante or bless me, move me up, level me up, Put me into my glorified body. All right. I say yay and amen. Yay and amen. When he's ready. We're ready. We're ready for these things. And and so, you know, when your car is acting up, your car is breaking and you need your car to get you somewhere from here to there. And you're thinking, not right now. Not all. No, no, no. Please don't do this car. And you know what we do? We pray. Lord, please help my car. Make it run. Get me there. If we can do that for our car, that our vehicle drives, then we can do it for the vehicle itself. And we can do it with the same level of faith. And and if we ask in a disassociated faith, what does the word of God say in James? It says we, we shouldn't expect anything if we're asking in a disassociated faith. We have to get hold of God's word. We have to live it. We have to breathe it. We have to, if we have to, here's the way we discipline ourselves. If you know something is imperative that you get hold of, sit down and read it over and over and over again. Right. Say it out loud and, let, and hear it. Faith comes by yeah. hearing. Say it out loud. Yes. Say it out loud so that you hear it. All those blockages that Satan, that muffler that Satan has around your head, when you start speaking God's word, that muffler starts running because because whenever God draws near, Satan flees. So tonight, I was, uh, man, we're 20 minutes in already. So, uh, (laughs) well, tonight I was going to start national unfaithfulness. We're going to move on to national unfaithfulness. And uh, we're going to read from Ezekiel and and from 2 Chronicles, um, which Dad has has quoted 2 Chronicles 7.14 several times in our prayers. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and read Second Chronicles 7:14 for us, and then I'm going to read Ezekiel 14 
and and uh, and I think I'll turn it over to Dad at that point for tonight. And give us some give us some scripture to hold on to and to think about on a national level. Okay, so in Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. Raiden and Jacob, are, if they're sitting in my office, they, they're looking right at it on my prayer bench. It's carved in my prayer bench there. That the, that the unbeliever that came to our house made for me, the one, that we, the one that we blessed, we blessed and showed him that God is real. We led him, we led him to Christ by example, not by theology. Right. We helped the man when he was down amazingly so, so that it, it shook the very core of his being so that eight months after that one day, uh, that, that one hour of being with our family, eight months later, he shows up and brings a prayer bench that he made for mm. me. That's, That's God. God. That's God. Now, in, in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. The, the word of God says, I'm going to read verse 13 because actually 14 is the middle of the sentence. So I like to read it. I like to read the word of God in its full context. Verse 13 says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or I command the locusts to devour the land or I send pestilence among my people. So he, he, God is preluding this next verse with whenever these things happen, whenever disasters come to the country, to your nation, whenever, whenever you've got um, a lack of rain, whenever you've got the locusts, and, and now believe me, the locusts can be spiritual yeah. locusts. And, they, and, and throughout the Bible, they are spiritual locusts except for a couple of occasions. Right. Okay? And right now, we have the spiritual locusts swarming over the United States. Yeah, taking up taking up eating the word of God. They are. They're eating everything that's godly. Yeah. Not just the word of God. They're they're eating everything that's godly. Everything that's godly. They're destroying the family. Yeah. They're, they're 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 destroying marriage. They're destroying the definition of man yeah. and woman. They're just de they're destroying everything that God has created. Everything that God said it's right. good. Everything that God looked upon and said, it's good. They're destroying. Yeah, they they say it's not good. Exactly. When they say peace, peace, and there is no mm -hmm. peace. So, verse fourteen says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways." Then I will hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. And look, there will be people, when you quote this verse, when you stand on this verse, there will be people that say, that's God's promise to Israel. Right. Or they'll say, they'll say that's, the, that's God's promise to the Jews at that time, in that place, when the temple was there, all of those things. Right. Here's the answer to that. It's two words. I am. Mm -hmm. He I hadn't am. changed. God hasn't changed a bit. God doesn't offer a goodness to one people that he doesn't offer to another people. And, I, and the evidence of that is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit. Now, right. 
there's the evidence of that, that we have salvation, that we have forgiveness for sins. Well, in Genesis, God says, I will bless all nations through you, Abraham. Yes. And that includes us. Because God's intent, he knows, <laughs> he knows his intent yes. for us. He knew his intention for us. We're his children. And, and let's, here's, here's the thing. No matter if they want to call us Gentiles or we're outside the circle or in that circle or we're grafted into the circle, don't get caught up in arguments for genealogies. Right. Don't get caught up in those things. None of that matters. Here's the bottom line. The earth was flooded. We're all descended from Adam yep. and Eve. There's none of us that weren't descended from Adam and Eve. No doubt about it. There's none of us that we're not. We're all descended from the created son of God. And for some of us, God's grace has allowed us to see through a darkened veil and to receive the glory and the truth and the light. We should never turn back from that, no matter what anybody's argument is, because our true faith is in our heart. I know there's no good thing in me except what God has given right. There's no goodness in me except what God has done. I know that I'm saved because in the absence of that salvation, I am a monster. The very miracle, the miracle is wrought in who I am and what I am today. That's the gospel according to Scott. Yeah. All right, Dad, it's all yours. You get the wheel. Well, we know the word is true. And we need to study the word every day. I don't care where it's morning or night. It's just good to start the day with the word. And we need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our families. And we need to praise, praise God. I, I've heard people over and over for years that can't stand the loud music. Well, all they got to do is read Psalm 150. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And uh, I've heard Robert Morris several times preach on Satan himself was the uh, praise uh, worshiper of, of God. And uh, God gave him vocal cords. He gave him everything he needed to make the sounds. And he glorified himself instead. So we need to be very careful that God gets the glory and not us. So, Father, we come to you tonight thanking you for your word. Your word is true. Jesus is the word. Lord, I pray for Jacob and Raiden. 
as they listen tonight. I ask you, Lord, to bless Sky and Gwen and myself and guide our hearts, Lord, and trust in you for everything and literally learning, learning, Father, to rebuke the illness in our bodies and trust in you, Lord, to make things right. And Father, we thank you. <clears throat> thank you tonight as we come. We thank you for loving us as you do and your faithfulness to us, Lord, every day. And we just give you praise. We ask, Lord, that you touch our leaders, Lord, tonight. Father, there's so many in the churches, in the schools, in the colleges, in the universities, in our cities, in our state, in our Congress and our Senate, Father, that have turned their ways against you, Lord. And I come against the evil that has taken them over because, Lord, we are ruled by rulers of darkness, powers and principalities in high places, Father. And we come against these evil ones. I ask you, Lord, to take over this country again and let us, Lord, remember to confess our sins and to turn from our wicked ways, Lord, and ask you to heal this land because it's only you, Lord, that this is going to come by. And I praise you, Lord. I ask you to do a mighty work, Lord, in, in this country. And I pray for the 2020 election. It's not too soon to pray for that. And so, Father, we ask you, Lord, now to begin to move in people's hearts to deny, Lord, the evil one any hold in their lives. And we just give you praise tonight, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Love you guys. Night. Good night. Night. Love you. Night.